welcome back. Today I'm going to teach you the truth about the gifts of healing. What the Bible says about health, divine health, and healing from start to finish. You're going to want to stick around today because did you know that in your covenant with God, He paid the price for you to be healed, to be whole, from the top of your head to the very tips, to the very soles of the tips of your toes. Somebody type in the chat, I'm healed, I'm whole. Jesus paid the price for you to be healed and to be whole. In John chapter 10, verse 10, it says that the thief, being the devil, comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. But Jesus came to give you life and life abundantly. That word life in the Greek is the God kind of life. It's the Zoe life of God, meaning totally healed, totally whole, totally provided for, nothing missing, nothing lacking. Somebody type in the chat, nothing is missing and nothing is lacking. When you know who you are in Christ, what Jesus did for you, what he accomplished for you, and what he's given to you, you will walk in divine health. One of the promises given to you from the Bible is divine health from God. That your body would be healed totally, completely. Body, soul, and spirit. Being your physical body totally healed. Your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul totally restored. And your spirit man totally born again. Healed. Totally whole. You know, there's a story in the Bible of ten lepers who come to Jesus and nine of these 10 lepers received their healing from Jesus and never came back to praise him. But one did. One came back to praise him. And the one that came back to praise him, the Bible says he was made whole. The other nine were healed, but he was made whole. Meaning that because they had leprosy, their body was being rotted away meaning they were probably missing a finger, maybe the tip of their nose, some of their face had rotted away from this terrible disease. And they walked away and the rotting stopped. It didn't increase, but they still had scars left over. Parts of their body were still missing. They were healed, but they were not whole. However, the one that came back and gave praises to Jesus, it says he was made whole, meaning he was totally restored. Anything that was missing was no longer missing. Anything in your life that's been missing, after today, it will not be missing. After you have revelation of what Jesus did for you, when he took those 39 lashings for you, when he went to the cross for you, when he died for you, after today, nothing will be missing and nothing will be lacking in Jesus' mighty name. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter in the New Testament. 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He himself, speaking of Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. By his stripes 
you were healed. Somebody type in the chat, I was healed. Type in the chat, I was healed. Past tense. If it's past tense, it doesn't mean you're going to be healed. Doesn't mean you're going to be healed right now. It means you were healed. By his stripes, you were healed. When Jesus died for you, he paid the price for your sins. And he paid the price for all sickness and all disease. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says he became the curse. He took the curse of the law upon himself. And then in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says he who knew no sin became sin. He took the curse and he became our sin. The curse was manifested because of the sin. When sin entered in, the curse manifested in the form of poverty, sickness, and disease. So when Jesus paid the price for you to receive the blessing and for him to take the curse, everything that was a part of the curse was removed. Sickness, disease, and poverty. Let me ask you this. Was there ever sickness in the Garden of Eden? Was there any disease in the Garden of Eden? An easy way to know is, is there sickness in heaven? Is there an angelic flu going around? Michael the archangel, sometimes he comes to the Lord and says, Hey, I'm sorry, Father God, but uh, I've got to call in sick to work today. I can't fight the devil. I've got the angelic flu. No, no sickness, no disease. Do any of the angels come to the Lord and say, Hey, look, Lord, I'm short on rent this month. Um, hopefully you can give me an extension. There's currently a recession in heaven right now. And uh, I just got laid off from my job of being like a, a writer. I was following this guy around on the earth, but he died. And I've now lost my job. So therefore, I'm going to be a little short on rent this month. No, there's no poverty. There's no disease. There's no sickness. There's no manifestation of the curse in heaven, meaning there was no manifestation of the curse in the Garden of Eden. Meaning the manifestation of those things happened after sin entered the world. Well, shocker, the Bible says we've been redeemed from all the curse, redeemed from the law of sin and death, and we now live life under the law of the spirit of life. Somebody type in the chat, the law of the spirit of life. There's a spiritual law that you have access now to the life of God where the law of sin and death are removed forever. Anything that accompanies sin and death. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. I'll show you. Romans chapter 8. Make sure to like this and share it with somebody. If you're getting blessed today, it helps us out. Romans 8 verse 1. Listen to this. There is therefore now no condemnation for a specific group of people. Did you know people are still condemned in the world? If you'll listen to most preachers, they'll make you think there's no condemnation for anybody. But that's not true. There is condemnation for a specific group of people. But there's also no condemnation for a specific group of people. This is the people. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. 
A prepositional phase, pre, uh, phrase, my pastor says. A prepositional phase tells you who you are, where you are, and what you are. Where you are, who you are, and what you are. Well, if somebody says, where are you? You say, I'm in Christ. Well, who are you? I'm Talon in Christ. Well, what are you? I'm in Christ. I'm a Christian in Christed. I have joint seating with Christ. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ. My prepositional phrase is that I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. I'm seated with Christ. It's a prepositional phrase that tells you who you are, what you are, and where you are. So the next time somebody says, who are you? You say, oh, I'm so-and-so in Christ. Well, where are you? Oh, I'm in Christ. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age to come. Well, what are you? Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm in Christ. I'm a branch connected to the vine. You aren't who you once were. You are in Christ. Somebody type in the chat, I'm in Christ. So there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. Hallelujah. I've been set free from the law of sin and death. So the Bible says that sin and death are spiritual laws. But so is the law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life triumphs over the law of sin and death. But only for a specific people group. Only for Christians. So why is there death in the world? Why is there sickness in the world? Why is there poverty in the world? Why is there lack in the world? Why are there people hurting in the world? Because of the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is in operation in the sons of disobedience, the Bible says. But for those that are in Christ, there is no condemnation, for they walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Therefore, the law of the Spirit of life has conquered, triumphed, given us victory over the law of sin and death. Meaning anything attached to sin has no attachment to me. Anything attached to death has no attachment to me. Anything attached to the life of God has attachment to me. And part of that is your healing. I just read you in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. By his stripes you were healed. It was conquered 2,000 years ago. Jesus took every sickness, every disease, every curse of poverty, Every curse of depression and anxiety and lack and fear. Everything that came out of hell into this realm. Jesus took it in himself on the cross. And he put it to death for you. He pinned it on the cross and he left it there. Somebody type in the chat, he left it there. Meaning you don't have to pick it up again. It's there. It's just up to you to leave it on the cross now. Jesus took 39 stripes on his back for your healing, the Bible says. Did you know that modern science has proven that every sickness and every disease known to mankind 
can be found in 39 different root causes. There's 39 roots to every sickness, every disease, every plague, every pestilence on the planet. Jesus took one stripe for every root cause of any sickness, any disease, any infirmity that would attempt to come on your body. So it's time to rise up in your life and say, Nuh-uh, this diabetes is not allowed in me. I'm in Christ and there's no diabetes found in Christ. He conquered it. He put it back in hell where it belongs. You say, this depression is not allowed on me. It's not my depression. It's not my anxiety. It's not my cancer. It's not my diabetes. It doesn't belong to me. Jesus took it on the cross. It belongs in hell where it came from. No sickness and no disease belongs to you. Somebody type in the chat, it doesn't belong to me. Jesus paid the price for it. Acts chapter 10 verse 38, it says, Jesus Christ of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. And he went around doing good and healing all, not some, not most, not the religious. He went around healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Any sickness, any disease, any oppression, any depression, any impression, anything that came from the pit of hell that comes from the devil, Jesus healed them all. He paid the price for you to be set free, to you, for you to live life and life abundantly. Abundant life is not having to take meds three or four times a day so that your feet don't hurt. Abundant life is not you having to take anti-anxiety medications. Abundant life is not you having to take antidepressants. Abundant life is not you having to put up with the devil every day as a Christian. Jesus paid the price. The Bible says he openly put to shame the devil and all his cohorts. Openly put them to shame on the cross. So much so, it was such a knockout blow to the devil that the Bible says if they knew what was going to happen when they crucified him, they would have never crucified him. But they didn't know. Charles just commented in the chat, meds are the only way I can function without full-blown anxiety every day. Charles, I'm going to pray for you today, and the power of the Holy Spirit's going to set you free. Jesus is going to heal you today. That spirit of anxiety, even now as I'm preaching, will leave your life and never return in Jesus' name. When faith cometh, fear goeth. When you know that Jesus paid the price for you to live whole, to have a spirit of power and love and a sound mind, not a spirit of fear. That spirit of fear will hightail it out of here. Anxiety is just a spirit of fear. It's being afraid of what you don't know. But when you operate by faith and not by sight, that spirit of fear will cower with its tail between its legs. It's a demon, and it'll leave your life today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Go with me to Matthew chapter 8, and then I'm going to pray for you. If you have any sickness and any disease today that needs to be healed, Today's your day for a miracle. Somebody type in the chat, today's my day. 
Today's your day for a miracle. Something good is about to happen to you. You know, the Bible's called the good news. The gospel is good news. It's good news that Jesus Christ said, I'm anointed with the Holy Ghost, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bring liberty to the captive, freedom to the oppressed, sight to the blind, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Today's your day for a miracle. Today's your day for the power of God to blow right through this camera, right through your device, and knock every wicked scheme from the gates of hell out of your life. Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell will not prevail against your life. In Jesus' name. Let me read this to you. In Matthew chapter 8, we call this the chapter of healing, where Jesus heals every area of human life in one chapter. Starting in verse 1, it says, When he came down from the mountains, large crowds followed him. And then a leper came to him and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand, touching him, saying, I'm willing. Be clean. Somebody type in the chat, Jesus is willing. You never have to wonder whether or not it's the will of God for you to be healed. He paid the price. He's willing. It says he healed all that were oppressed of the devil. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is the Lord your God. He does not change. He's no respecter of persons. He doesn't pick favorites. What God did for another, God will do for you. I'm willing. Be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Immediately when Jesus touched him, the man was clean. Now go down to verse 5. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him entreating him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home sick with paralysis, terribly tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said to the Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only. Somebody type in the chat, the word only. Speak the word only. And my servant will be healed. That's faith. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he was amazed and said to those who followed, Truly, to you, truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith, no, not in Israel. So he said, I have such faith in the word of God, that if you'll just send the word and say, my servant is healed, he will be healed. Now go down to verse 13. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed at that very moment. Today I'm going to pray for you. And as I pray for you, the word is going to be sent through your device, into your body, into your spirit, man. And anything that has tormented you will leave you today in Jesus' name. Next one. Verse 16, when the evening came, they brought to him many who were possessed with demons, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all who were sick to fulfill what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities 
and bore our sicknesses. Let me read real quick before that. Verse 14. When Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. So all four areas that a person can be sick, Jesus healed in one chapter. Number one was leprosy. That's in the skin condition. Do you have eczema? Do you have something wrong in your flesh, in the flesh structure of your body, your organs, your skin? Jesus healed it. The next was the man with paralysis. Do you have any issues in your central nervous system? Are you paralyzed? Do you have numbing in your fingers or in your toes? Has diabetes caused nerve damage in your body? Jesus heals nerve damage. And then you see Peter's mother-in-law. She had a fever. A fever is found in the blood. So any blood disease, sickle cell anemia, hepatitis A, B, C, AIDS, anything that's in the blood, Jesus healed it. And then after that, it says anyone that was possessed or oppressed by demons, he healed them all. Do you have terrible thoughts, intrusive thoughts? Do you have suicidal thoughts, fearful thoughts, anxious thoughts, depressing thoughts? Jesus will set you free today by the power of the Holy Spirit. As I pray for you today, receive your miracle. Anything that you need healed in your body today, I want you to type it in the chat. What do you need prayer for? And I'm going to pray for you right now. And Jesus is going to heal you. The anointing is on me to pray for the sick. You shall be healed today in Jesus' mighty name. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. As you've believed, receive it today. Healing from trauma, anxiety, depression. Alex said, I received my healing from diabetes and high blood pressure. Type 2 diabetes, bad back, bad neck. Chicken pox, my eyes, daughter salvation. Fibroid tumors. Bad vision due to a detached retina and diabetes. Anxiety and GERD and back pain. Herniated disc. Glory to God, we're going to have a miracle service right now. <laughs> I feel the anointing on this right now. Multiple sclerosis. Kidneys. See, people need to be healed. People need a touch from God. I'm going to pray for you right now. And as I pray for you, the power of the Holy Spirit and God's word heals you. I want you to say out loud, right now, out of your mouth, I receive my healing now. I receive my healing now. And as I pray for you, as I pray for you now, the Bible says you shall be healed. The healing process begins right now as I pray for you. According to your faith, let it be done unto you. In Jesus' mighty name. Take your right hand. And put it wherever you need healing in your body, wherever you need healing in your mind, wherever you need healing, take your right hand and put it there now. And as I pray for you, the power of God will flow right through that hand. Angels are going out now to heal your very body now. They are causing the word to work in your life. 
in your mind, in your flesh, in your blood, in your central nervous system, all through your body, the word is working now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Father, I take authority over any wicked spirit, any spirit of infirmity, any spirit of anxiety, any unclean spirit, any spirit of depression, any spirit of death, any spirit of suicide. I bind you now in Jesus' name. Leave them now. And I command you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. I command your eyes to be made whole. I command your brain to be made whole. I command peace to come on you like a river. Peace that surpasses knowledge and understanding. I command feeling to come back into your feet now. I command that herniated disc to go back into its correct position. I command all neck pain and infirmity to leave your body now. Inflammation is leaving somebody's body right now. Anything in the blood, unclean blood. You'll never be on dialysis another day in your life. Your kidneys are restored now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Be healed through your body now. Wherever you're at, I want you to get up and walk around and praise God and thank God that you're being healed in your body right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And just begin to laugh as the power of God's working in you. Ha, ha, ha. We laugh at the devil. The devil thought he had you. In Jesus' name. Type in the chat right now what you're feeling in your body. Your back's being healed right now. Your back's being healed right now. I can, I can feel it. That lower disc that's been bulging. I see it now coming into place. As you get up, I want you to lift your knees right now. I see in the spirit you lifting your knees high up toward your chest and all that pain is leaving your back. You've had back pain for eight plus years and it'll never return in Jesus' name. I see it now by the spirit. As you lift up your knees right now, I see full healing and restoration coming to your back. I could feel it strong. You know, I was praying one time on a live stream just like this. And a man that was born with, um, it was either extremely damaged or no auditory nerves at all in his ears. He was born basically having to use hearing aids from right out of the womb. And as I prayed like this on a live stream, he took his hearing aids out. And the Lord gave him brand new ears. And he threw his hearing aids away. He was totally healed and restored on the live stream. That same thing's happening for you today. Just stand up and begin to say, thank you, Lord. I believe I receive it. I believe I receive healing in my body. I believe I receive my miracle. I believe I receive today a touch from heaven. In Jesus' name. And you can email us and let us know your testimony at support at revivalway.com. And let us know what God's doing in you right now. Support at revivalway.com. Tell us your testimony. I want to hear what the Lord Jesus did for you.
Let me read one more thing to you and then I'm going to bless you before you go. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Verse 1. Afterward, talking of Jesus, he went throughout every city and village, preaching and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. With him were the twelve and some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward. So King Herod's steward, meaning a very wealthy woman. And Susanna and many others who supported him with their own possessions. Supported them, supported him out of their own possessions. Did you know that Jesus had partners that followed his ministry and supported his ministry financially out of their own possession? You'll notice that when God does a working in your life, Jesus said, where a man's treasure is, his heart will be also. When the Lord uses one of his servants to touch your life, you'll feel prompted to give. So I want to give people an opportunity to connect their finances to this ministry today. If you've been blessed, you've received a, a touch from heaven, and you believe in what we're doing here, we're reaching this generation with the gospel. I have a vision to raise up 1,000 online evangelists that will reach at least a million people each. And that would be 10 billion, I believe, if my math is correct. We can reach the whole planet. Currently, we're reaching hundreds of millions of people each and every single year with the gospel online. We also currently are feeding 1,500 kids. And starting tomorrow is a new month. So starting in March, we'll be upping that to 2,000 kids every single month. This is a handwritten letter by them saying, Taylor, thank you for the 20,000 meals that you've provided over the last two years. You are making a difference. Blessings. Terry from an organization called Feed the Hungry. So if you are connected to this vision, if you believe in reaching this generation with the gospel, if you believe in feeding those that can't take care of themselves, I want to encourage you today. Connect yourself to this ministry. I believe God is going to send 100 people that will sow $1,000 each into this ministry this year. And then other people, not everyone can sow 1000 Some people can sow more than 1000 But other people that can sow 500 other people can sow 100 other people can sow 50 I want to encourage you to give at your level today. The same way that those women partnered with Jesus' ministry and gave out of their own personal possessions to take care of Him and the 12 disciples. I want to encourage you to connect yourself to this ministry today. If you're blessed by these teachings that we do four times a week, if you're blessed by the word that you get here, if you're being fed, the Bible says God is not mocked. Whatever you sow is what you reap. So as you connect your finances to this ministry and what God is doing here, I believe a major harvest is coming your way and you're helping us to reach this generation with the gospel. If that's you today, I want to give you an opportunity to give. The different ways that you can give are on your screen right now. 
Cash App is dollar sign Revival Way. Venmo is at Revival Way. PayPal is at Revival Way. Or you can give on our website, RevivalWay.com. Melissa said, do you have a special offering for those kids? Yes, we do. If you go on my website, RevivalWay.com, there's a link in the chat right now. It'll say general fund or for the kids. Now, a lot of the general fund already goes toward the kids, so it doesn't really matter which one you give to. But if you'd like to be more specific with your giving, then you can totally do that. Some people like to do both. Some people like to give to the ministry in general, and then some people also like to give specifically toward the kids. So there's options for that. And I thank you ahead of time for your giving. We have very generous partners. I'm very, very thankful for each and every single one of you that have given to this ministry and you believe in what we're doing here. Did you know that over 60% of the world's population is online? On some form of social media, on YouTube, over 60% of the world's population at least one time a month uses some form of social media. That means roughly over 3 billion people are online at least once a month. So we have the potential to reach half the world's population by doing what we're doing online. So when you connect yourself financially to this ministry, you're helping us to fulfill that. You're helping me to raise up 1,000 online evangelists. You're helping me to feed more children and take care of kids that can't take care of themselves. And we also have about a dozen other ministries that we partner with on a monthly basis to help them get the gospel out all over the world as well. So I want to thank you ahead of time for your giving. And I, I ask you, I encourage you, I even challenge you today. Give a seed that would stretch you. Anytime I've given a financial seed that stretched me to a different limit, it's increased my capacity to receive a harvest at a different limit. Someone once said it this way. If you don't feel it leave your hand, you won't feel it when it comes back to you. If it's a small seed, it's a small harvest. If a farmer goes out to a field and only plants three seeds in the ground, he's only going to get three little corn stalks, three little harvests. But if a farmer goes and scatters 10,000 seeds, imagine how big the harvest. So as you sow today, as you connect yourself financially to what God's doing with this ministry, I want to encourage you, Put everything you got into it. Now be led. Only do what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. Ask the Holy Spirit, what would you have me give today? But one of the cool things about the Holy Spirit is he's very generous. <laughs> Pastor Mark Hankins once said, if you become an addicted giver, the Holy Spirit will support your habit. So I've chosen to become an addicted giver. I choose to be a generous man. And because of my generosity by the grace of God, I've watched my life increase in ways that I didn't even think were possible up until this point. I knew that they could happen like maybe 20 or 30 years down the road, but I've seen them happen in two years. God is faithful and he's able. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. 
and he can do it faster than you think. Pamela just said, my muscles in my neck and shoulders are relaxing. Amen. Enjoy your healing, Pamela. You'll never struggle with that another day in your life. In Jesus' name. The devil backs off today. He's not allowed to come near you. I plead the blood over your life. Let me pray for every person that's giving today. You can also give on Super Chat on YouTube. That is an option as well. We love everyone that gives through Super Chat. We're very thankful for you. As you give today, let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, every person under the sound of my voice, as they give today, I join my faith with them. Whatever they're believing for, according to your word, let it be done unto them. Angels and ministering spirits, go and cause the word to work and cause the money to come. We thank you ahead of time, Father, that you are not mocked. Whatever we sow, we reap. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. I love you. I bless you. I thank you for joining me today. If you have an interest in being raised up to preach the gospel, I have a phenomenal Bible school that will really bless you. I would strongly consider going to this Bible school and getting plugged in. It will change your life and prepare you and equip you to do the works of the ministry. So we're going to run that ad in just a moment, but don't forget to join me again tomorrow morning at 1130 a.m. The live stream tomorrow is going to bless every person that watches it. So don't miss it tomorrow morning, 1130 a.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. Adios. Jonathan Shuttlesworth with you in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you